What's up, everyone? This is episode 42 of the Yay for Business podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Shaw. Today, we're talking about reading your clients' minds, how to do it. Let's dive in. Okay, so I love, I love positioning this work as reading your target clients' minds because I'm not even going to tell you what it's normally called yet because it's not fun the way that people normally talk about this. And yet when we talk about the result that it gives, which is that you're able to read people's minds, you're able to know the thoughts people are having when they're going to sleep at night and when they're frustrated and stressed about the problem that you solve, and you're able to share that with them and show them that you understand stand and they're able to say, oh my God, how did you get inside of my head? Like, how do you know that that's what I'm thinking? That is where the sale is made because that's where people know that you get them. This is not about leveraging people's pain points against them or doing any sleazy, gross stuff like that. We're talking about human to human empathy and connection and the utter importance of knowing what your target clients are thinking thinking and feeling so that you can help them, so that they will hire you to help them. This is the like genesis of everything I do. And I just like, this is the work that inside of Yay for 100K, for example, I tell people we have an exercise. One of our core lessons is called Read Your Target Client's Minds. And I tell them, I say, this might be a bit painful and it might feel annoying because we're going to dig in with it. Like we're going to make sure you get it right. Because if you don't, the consequences are that you are not going to attract clients and customers. You're just not. You're going to have a lot of people, quote unquote, loving your work, and yet they're not going to hire you. And you're going to be utterly confused as to why and frustrated. And on the flip side, the benefit to this is that people are going to literally throw throw their money at you. I mean, they're not literally going to throw their money at you because that, that would be crazy. Like, can you imagine? But they're going to go, oh, my God, this is what I need. Like, finally, I found someone who gets me, who understands, right? Who's not just using the same jargon and language as everyone else, but this person is really getting it. I feel like they're actually going to be able to help me. And because of that, you're able to do the work that you you do that helps those people get the results that they want. You get paid. Everyone's happy. It's a win-win situation. Okay. So what do we normally call this? Boring market research, but it's not market research. It is learning how to read your clients' minds. Okay. So when we're going into mind reading, all right, we're looking for two things, two things. Now, I did a whole podcast episode. It was one of my first episodes. It might have been the first episode on the rainbow of sales. The rainbow of sales is the foundation of everything I teach. It is like the rainbow of sales will go on my tombstone. Okay. (laughs) Let me just tell you that. So the rainbow of sales, if you don't know, picture it, a drawing of a rainbow on one end of the rainbow is a cloud. On the other end is a pot of gold. Easy. You can draw it. You can, I have clients, people in my audience draw it all the time. I've got YouTube videos on this. You can find plenty of content on the rainbow of sales. Okay. The cloud represents where your target clients are right now. 
I don't know, like if you're in the States, you might have seen those um, commercials for antidepressants where there's like this like drawing of a cloud following this little egg person around. And it's like everywhere they go, the cloud is there, right? And then they take the medication and and the cloud goes away. (laughs) It's like kind of like that in the sense that the cloud represents the very specific problem that you solve with your service or with your program, all right? And we have to get so specific about this because um, if we're general... If we use general language, it doesn't connect. Um, The universal is found in the specific. So the more specific you can get about the problem you solve, the more tangible about the problem you solve, the better. One of our most successful clients, Care2, we love Care2. She's so great. Um, She is in Finland and she teaches people who are applying to nursing school in Finland how to pass the math exam to get into nursing school. Like how much more niche down could we get? And guess what? She has literal people like crawling all over her trying to get into her program and and, and into her services, right? Like her problem is that she doesn't let those floodgates open big enough because she's so humble and like is just like not worried about it. Um, But she has like her problem is her audience is too big. There's too much demand for what she does. And that's what happens when you solve a problem that people are asking to have solved versus a problem you think they need to have solved and you want to explain to them why they need to have solved and you want to be a general life coach or whatever it is and people are like eh, like what's the like what's the transformation what's the result okay so that's the cloud the cloud is where are they at right now what is that specific problem that flip side of the rainbow that pot of gold that is the result that is where they want to be that is their goal that is their outcome um who are they jealous of right like um you know for in care two's case it's people who have gotten into nursing school they want to get into nursing school. And her and I just had this conversation because she was focusing a little too much on selling them on being good at math. And I'm like, yes, they want to be good at math so that they can pass this exam so that they can become nurses. So we need to focus on them becoming nurses, not them becoming great at math, right? That's the core result of the work that she does. Now, result and promise is not the same thing. You're not promising people anything. Forget, Just let that go right now because when people get hung up on like, I don't want to make guarantees and promises, that's not what you're doing in marketing. It's positioning, it's emotion, it's connection, it's empathy, right? If I want to be a nurse and you start selling me on being great at math, I don't feel like you get me, right? I don't feel like you get what I really want, right? If I want to be a nurse and you sell me on the fact that like, hey, I know that math probably isn't your favorite thing and you just want to learn this so that you can get into nursing school. What I'm going to do is I'm going to teach it in a way that's going to make a lot of sense to you so that you can pass this exam so that you can get into nursing school. That is positioning, okay? That is the pot of gold. So that's what we want to have. That's the two things we're focused on is that cloud and that pot of gold. Now, the rainbow, right? It represents your offer. It's the thing. It's the bridge between those two things things is the rainbow, all right? Um, so those are the two things we're looking for throughout any of this process of reading our target client's minds. And so that's what we want to keep in mind, all right, is what is the core problem? And what is that core result? Now, I often teach the importance of having three muses, okay? I know this is <laughs> sounding like I'm telling like a Disney fairy tale story <laughs> with my analogies and my metaphors and my little pictures. But I talk about these concept of muses because I don't believe in target market avatars. I think 
that's one of the most unhelpful exercises ever created. Um, and I think people just teach it because other people teach it and then other people teach it. But I'm like, why are we, why are we like literally inventing people out of thin air when there's real people that need our work? And we have to make sure that those real people want it before we create it. So here's what I want you to know. You cannot create an offer, a product, a service, a course, unless you know at least three people who need and want that product or service or course, all right? I am got loud because I literally chant this from the mountaintop, and yet still I see people saying, well, I don't know anyone in my target market. You can't create an offer for a market that you don't know people in. You cannot. And if you want to go find a coach that teaches you how to do that, good luck. They're still going to teach you. You have to find those people first. You can't do it, all right? You have to start with the people you already have access to. Even if your ultimate goal is to kind of move on to something else, we have to start with the people we already know, all right? They don't have to be your best friends. In fact, we don't want them to be your best friends. They have to be people who are in your your general network that you could contact, that you could talk to, you could survey, you could reach on social media, you could email. Right? You could set up a a Zoom call with, okay? So, three muses. Why muses? Because they're real people, and we're going to pick three people to to inspire us on our service, on our program. So, we do this with our clients first and foremost. We want to know, even if they already have a service that's booking out, we want to know. Who are your three ideal clients, people you already know? And for our clients, a lot of times it's past clients they already had that they want more people like that because they want to stop getting kind of pain in the ass clients or clients who are not an ideal fit and they would want more of the ideal clients. So we need to get clear on who those clients are. All right. And then we have to engage with not only those clients, but anyone who could be a good fit. We're looking for what are the commonalities between those people. And again, we're looking at what was the cloud? What was the gold? Okay. For each of those people, what did this person want? What did that person want? We're looking for the overlap and the themes. And we're also looking for the differences because we want to make sure that in our marketing, we're speaking to those differences as well. Right. So maybe, for example, um, I'm going to take my, my course, Yay for Clients, for example, is Yay for Clients was created to help service providers package a signature service and book clients, okay? Now, our students are in different industries. They have different types of services that solve different problems. So it's not that all of our my muses were all photographers or all web designers or all copywriters or something like that. They were all in different industries. So I wanted to make sure that when I was picking my muses, I picked muses that sort of like ran the gamut of my range of ideal clients. Because if I only picked muses who... um who had B2B businesses, for example, I would be missing out on the opportunity to really dig in the psychology of someone who had a B2C business. You know, someone thinking like, oh, well, that works if you're selling business services, but if I'm selling this, like it doesn't work, right? So we wanna make sure that you have muses that are representative of your target audience, all right? They have a commonality, a common problem that they want solved and a common solution. But other than that, there's some diversity amongst those, those people. So we Pick three just to make it simple, but you can have more than that. All right. Again, you have to know people in your target market. Three is the minimum, but I usually ask our clients, make a list of 20 to 50 people you know that are potentially in your target market or adjacent, meaning like they have access to or know a lot of people in your target market. All right. So we do that. Then what we need to do is we need to engage with our audience. We need to ask them questions. And there's a few ways of doing this. The most common are surveys. Okay. Surveys coffee chats, 
and social media engagement. All right. So let's talk about each one of those surveys. I love a survey. Okay. We love an E400K to help our clients craft surveys that actually ask questions that get answers that are helpful. Because what I've noticed is most of you do not know how to ask questions in surveys. And it's not your fault. Sorry for laughing. It's not your fault. It is hard. But what happens is we, I see questions people ask in surveys. I'm like, that's not going to get you any kind of helpful answer right? Sometimes the questions are way too open-ended. Sometimes they're, they're like leading to one answer and it's not, it's like, well, you're literally saying like, you're, you're basically just trying to tell them to buy your thing. You're not like asking them what they want. So our questions in general, just to give you like my best possible tip here, they need to be getting at what is the core problem that they have and what is the result they want. It's not asking them, how much will you pay? How many weeks should it last? What's your ideal like packaging? You don't ask your audience questions about packaging. You ask them, about what is the psychology of their struggle, their problem, their frustration, the thing they want to get away from, and what is the result they want, the thing they want to move towards, what's their ideal, okay? That's what you want to get at in your survey questions. Then what we do is we invite people from our survey who look like, hey, they could be ideal clients and invite them to get on chats with us, on on Zoom chats or coffee chats, whatever you want to call them, okay? So I had a client just ask us last week, she was like, Courtney, when you, um, or she didn't ask me, but she asked the whole group, but it was like, when you, when you create a new program, like how many, um, how many Zoom chats will you get on? And I said, well, I usually do about 10, right? Like when I created Yay for Clients, I did about 10. When I created Yay for 100K, I did about 10 or 12. Cause I'm like, I want all the information I can get. Also, can I just tell you having those chats with people really warms them up to become potential students and clients. So we want to connect with our audience. One of my mottos here I want to share with you is when you're stuck, engage. Like whenever you're like, I don't know what people think about this or what they're struggling with here or their language for that. It's like, go talk to them. Go talk to your audience. All right. So at a Zoom call, what you're going to do is just ask follow-up questions about the survey. Hey, can you tell me more? You mentioned in, you you mentioned in the survey that you want to get more cl- more photography clients who are uh, band uh, band <laughs> bands. Okay, let's go with bands. Let's say brands, but you want to do more photography for for bands. Tell me more about like about what you're envisioning there. Like, what do you want that to look like? Okay. So it's just allow giving them more prompts to give you more information and follow up to, again, go deeper with the gold and the cloud. All right. Asking them things like, Hey, what do you think your biggest obstacle or obstacles are to getting that result? What do you think is in your way? Like what's stopping you from getting there? What do you think you need in order to get there? What, what do you think would be the best way of getting there? So you can just dig in to their preconceived notions, their, what they think they need. It's not saying, again, what, like, here's what you think you need. So that's what I'm going to package. What you want to understand is what they think they need. So you can address that when you do marketing for your program, because what they think they need is probably not what they need, but it's going to tell you the mistakes, misconceptions, and all of that, that they have about what's going to get them from cloud to gold from here to there. All right. The final way that I love the most informal, easiest way to engage with your audience is with social media is Instagram polls and questions and, and just like be innovative, be creative, be out of the box, be spontaneous with this, just like ad hoc, right? It's just like do little mini surveys and polls and talk to people in DMs and stop trying to not connect with your audience. Like if you don't want to connect with your audience, you should not be running a business. 
Or you need to hire someone to do all of your marketing, which I don't have a lot of advice for because I don't recommend. There needs to be a real passion for helping these people. And I'm not saying you have to connect with them in any certain way. But if you're just like, I don't want to talk to people, I'm sorry. Like, first of all, I'm not the coach for you. But that's just not how I do things is one of the greatest pleasures in my life is being able to engage with our clients, our potential clients, our applicants for Yay 400K is, you know, sending those those. Uh, DM voice uh, recordings and things back and forth. And it gives me so much information about where people are at and what they're dealing with. And yes, that's so helpful for me with my marketing, but it's also so helpful for me to understand my people and help them better. And that's what reading your target clients' minds is all about. All right. So I hope you found the tips in this episode really helpful. This is the foundation of everything I teach and everything we do inside of Yay for 100K. I always tell our new clients going through our our full robust lesson on this. We've got a full, full huge lesson on this in the program. It's one of the first things we have you do. As I say, look, we're going to go at this right now. But what I want you to know is over the next 12 months we're working together, this thing is going to get reiterated and tweaked and we're going to come back to it. So just this is a living thing. Your messaging and your core positioning for your work is something we're constantly wanting to refine. So again, if you'd like to work with us, please go ahead and apply at uh, CourtneyShaw.com forward slash apply. My team is off until uh, the beginning of August. So get your application in. We're going to be processing all of our applications the first week of August and uh, sending you the uh, invite to our advanced private training on how to add 100K of revenue to your business in the next 12 months. In the meantime, if you want to know more about what I teach inside of the program, go on over to our website at CourtneyShaw.com and click the button in the navigation bar that says free training because I've got a on-demand free training for you. You don't have to send it for a time or anything. You just you just sort of like put in your info and then it's right there. Like you just watch the video immediately. You can pause it. You can, you know, whatever you want to do. So um, go do that. Take action now. I hope you're having a great summertime, maybe taking a break yourself. I would love to know where you're listening to this. If you're on vacation, if you're working, if you're, you know, whatever you're doing. And uh, I will chat with you in next week's episode. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you love today's content and are ready to finally start making a full-time income from your business this year, make sure to get on the wait list for my program, Yay for Clients, over at yayforclients.com and you'll be notified the next time enrollment is open. Or if you're already booked with clients and you want to learn how you can turn your signature service into a signature program, and add 100K of revenue to your bottom line, come apply to my group coaching program, Yay for 100K over at CourtneyShaw.com forward slash apply. Thanks again and have an awesome day.